Today, Australian inflation wobbles lower, but... Hello again, it's Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics. Well, notice posts covering finance and property news. Well, the ABS released the quarterly inflation read today, together with the monthly update. And overall, the consumer price index, the CPI, rose 0.6% in the December quarter, which is lower than the 1.2% rise in September. And it makes it 4.1% annually. Now, that's the smallest quarterly rise since the March 2021 quarter. And the RBA's preferred measure of underlying inflation, the so-called trimmed mean, which strips out irregular or temporary price changes, rose 4.2% annually, down from 5.1% in the September quarter. Now, remember, of course, this still means that prices continue to rise for most goods and services, although the annual CPI inflation has fallen from a peak of 7.8% in December 2022 to 4.1% in December 2023. Now, markets reacted by pushing the ASX 200 to an all-time high, closing at 7,680 on Wednesday. That's 50 points higher than the previous peak back in August 2021. It's based on the assumption that this CPI result will mean the RBA will hold interest rates when they meet next Tuesday. Falls, however, are not expected until later in the year or into 2025, depending on which economist you choose to listen to. Actually, money market traders are now fully pricing the first 25 basis point cut in the 4.35% rate in August from September before the inflation data. And a second cut is now fully factored in by December. Westpac chief economist and former RBA assistant governor Lucy Ellis said the RBA was unlikely to raise rates further this cycle. Optimism was reinforced by the IMF, saying that moderating inflation and steady growth around the world had opened the path to, quote, a soft landing. But as always, the devil is in the detail. The most significant contributors to the December quarter rise were housing at 1%, alcohol and tobacco up 2.8%, insurance and financial services up 1.7%, and food and non-alcoholic beverages up 0.5%. Plus, Housing was driven by new dwellings purchased by owner-occupiers at 1.5%, rents up 0.9%, and utilities up 0.6%. Now, within that, higher labour and materials costs contributed to price rises this quarter for construction of new dwellings. The 1.5% increase is actually slightly higher than the 1.3% rise in the September 23 quarter. Rental prices rose 0.9% in the quarter, following a 2.2% rise in the September quarter, and the rate of quarterly growth was moderated substantially by changes to Commonwealth rent assistance. If you'd excluded the changes to rent assistance, actually rental prices would have increased by 2.2% in the December 2023 quarter, so this is a bit of a fudge. Tobacco rose 7% following the introduction of the 5% annual tobacco excise indexation and the biannual average weekly ordinary time earnings increase, which were both applied on the 1st of September 2023. Insurance had a strong quarterly movement of 3.8% following the 2.8% rise in September. The increase in insurance was due to higher premiums across motor vehicle, house 
and home contents insurance. In fact, over the past 12 months, insurance have risen 16.2%, making it the largest annual rise since March 2021. And of course, this is driven by higher claims, thanks to all the storms and things, and also higher costs relating to things like motor insurance. Now, if you look at food and non-alcohol beverage prices, they rose this quarter, although the rise was the smallest in September 2021. The rise was driven by meals out and takeaway foods up 0.9%, food products not elsewhere classified 1.9%, and bread and cereal products at 1.9%. Partially offsetting the rise were price falls for meat and seafood 1.2% and fruit and vegetables down 1.2%. Meat and seafood prices fell in the quarter due to increased supply, leading the price drop specifically for lamb, and goat of 12.1, and beef and veal of 1.5%, the ABS said. Across the states, Perth came out with the highest quarterly read at 1.5%, thanks to the unwinding of the first instalment of the Energy Bill Relief Fund rebates that were introduced from July 2023, which was only partially offset by the introduction of the second instalment for all households from December 2023. New dwellings purchased by owner-occupiers were up 5.6%, tobacco was up 7%, and Perth therefore recorded an annual rise of 3.6%. Hobart and Adelaide were at 0.7%, while Sydney and Canberra was the lowest at 0.4%. And annually, Adelaide had the highest read at 4.8%, followed by Sydney and Brisbane at 4.4%. Now turning to the annual inflation measure, the CPI rose 4.1%, with housing up 6.1%. Food and non-alcohol beverages up 4.5% and alcohol and tobacco up 6.6%. Underlying inflation measures reduce the impact of irregular or temporary price changes in the CPI. So the annual trimmed mean inflation was 4.2%, down from 5.1% in the September quarter. This is the fourth quarter in a row of lower annual trimmed mean inflation, down from the peak of 6.8% in the December 2022 quarter. And by the way, the ABS also released the monthly CPI indicator for December that rose 3.4% to the 12 months to December, compared to a rise of 4.3% in the 12 months to November. But remember that this doesn't capture all categories. The most significant contributors to the rise were housing up 5.2%, food and alcohol beverages up 4%, alcohol and tobacco up 6.8%, and insurance and financial services up 8.2%. So standing back, there is certainly some more positive news in these numbers, though of course real inflation is way off the officially reported average numbers for some households. But that said, domestic generated inflation remains firm due to strong price rises for new dwellings up 5.1%, rents up 7.3% after extra rent assistance, insurance at 16.2% and electricity up 6.9% after bill subsidies. The inflation for so-called non-tradable goods and services, which are mostly influenced by domestic factors, rose 5.4%, which is down from 6.2%. That prompted ANZ economist Catherine Birch to say that non-tradable inflation was still very strong and could make the RBA retain its hawkish tone on monetary policy at its meeting next week. Inflation for tradables, by the way, was significantly lower at 1.5% due to easing prices for imported goods such as clothing, footwear, furniture and household appliances. But of course, this may be reversed if, in fact, shipping costs continue to rise again thanks to the disruption around the Red Sea. And of course, oil prices are on the way up. So we need to watch also tradables inflation in the months ahead. 
So while the RBA may stick at its next meeting, rate cuts may be slower to emerge than some are thinking or hoping. I'm Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics. Many thanks for watching, and I'll see you again next time.